guys, welcome back to Yes She Did. Today I'm here at the European Innovation Academy, a startup accelerator that has over 500 students that are all building a startup from idea to launch in a matter of three weeks. I'm on site interviewing kick-ass women that are participating in this program. So bear with me if the audio isn't as great as always. The interviews are still gonna be just as quality. Hi guys, um, welcome back to Yes She Did. So I am here with, again, at the European Innovation Academy, and I'm here with Karin, and she is definitely another kick-ass woman. She is head of program development of the entire European Innovation Academy, so she has one of the most well-respected and hardest roles, I feel like, of EIA. Um, so she's definitely one of our really, really strong women. So she's gonna tell us a little bit about, like what the whole process was of getting on EIA and how you even got involved in the first place? Well, basically, actually, I was headhunted to join EIA. Okay. Uh, I was working as a coordinator for the Stone and Business Engines Network. So that was kind of the, the network for local private investors. So I was organizing like different kind of events, all the investment activities and these kind of things. And then the previous head of program development found me on LinkedIn and invited me for an interview, told me about 10 minutes about EIA and was like, yep, that's something that I want to do. <laughs> so yeah, I first originally joined as a program manager. So in 2017, I ran the first program in Portugal. And after that, uh, I changed my job into the head of program development. So now I'm responsible for the mentors, the speakers, the content, the methodology that we use both in Portugal, Italy, Hong Kong, and also Qatar and in Canada next year. Wow, so you, you organize all of them in every uh, state, country? <laughs> yes, uh, well basically I organize that, them with my team, so I also have two other program managers who are working with me. So like all of us have the programs divided between us and then we work as a team, but I'm responsible to make sure that all of them actually happen. So basically what she's saying is that she's a hell of a leader. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of roles that come into managing all of these people. Yeah, but it's also a lot of fun. Of course, of course. So, I mean, so you have to deal with operations and getting everybody like everybody together and product management, making sure that everybody's doing everything. How do you stay calm doing all of this? It might be the fact that I'm Estonian. So, <laughs> in general, we, we are not too emotional people and we are really super organized. So, if you would ask any of my colleagues, like I love my to-do lists, I have my table is full of different post-its. <laughs> with different kind of notes and I live according to them. If I happen to lose one of them, then I'm in trouble a bit. But uh, yeah, I think that also helps me, helps me to keep myself calm because I know exactly when I need to do certain things and uh, what they are and how, like what's the next steps and all that. So I think the organizational part is the thing that keeps me calm. Wow, okay, so the organization actually keeps you calm. Yeah. So you're Estonian. Yes. And typically you say, you know, there's not a lot of social aspects of like just the Estonian culture, but you're here in Portugal with hundreds of students <laughs> and a lot of other wonderful mentors and people. There's, this is a lot of face-to-face -face and social interaction. Yeah, I think in, in that sense, like when it comes to communication and talk with people, then none of the people in EI team are traditional Estonians because uh. we actually get a lot of energy from talking with people and getting their feedback and all that. But when it comes to preparation and, you know, timing that whether we start a meeting at 10 or 10 or 5, we start a meeting at 10. So we kind of have both of these, uh, both of both worlds. No, I, uh, yeah, that's, 
That's gotta be interesting. So you get energy from talking to other people? Yes, I do. So I love this. Uh, basically, uh, we're preparing for the program the whole year. And uh, when we get here, we call it this kind of event mode. And oh. uh, although like you don't sleep that much, you're just <laughs> on your feet all the day, you're running around, but it's like, you also get so much energy of it and you love it. And then when you go back to the office, I know already for the first two weeks, I'm like, okay, what do I actually do here? Or how does this work? So yeah, this is the, the, the event mode definitely gives us a lot of energy. And this is the reason why we do this. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always a lot of fun here at EIA for sure. But like the event is, is definitely a lot to take on, yeah. but it does seem like it's, it's fun for, it's definitely fun for us. I mean, me speaking as a participant, it was extremely fun for me and I got a whole world of, things out of it but yeah, it seems fun for you guys too. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah no I wonderful feedback from from me being a participant for sure. So you have a very well respected role and we so basically what I do on here is I try to inspire young girls to kind of you know take charge in whatever mm -hmm. they're doing. So is, is there anything that motivated you to really like take charge? Well I think uh, actually my first job might have done that. Um, after I finished university, I worked as a business analyst for a few years. I found this, that job to be kind of soul-sucking. So, <laughs> uh, and I found out that this is definitely not something that I want to do. And uh, I knew that I wanted to do something international with events and all this kind of thing. And I think that motivated me. And I already got a, a slight sense of it with uh, my previous job with the, uh, with the angel investors. Uh, also in my free time, I'm working with quite a lot of events in terms of like voluntary services and charity and so on. And then EIA is just like combining it all, you know. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. So you said that your first job was soul sucking. <laughs> yes. So can you tell me about make what that what it was like making that decision to like leave from a job that you were just completely unhappy at? Well, it was definitely scary. Uh, it, it was a few years ago, and I also I didn't have like a clear goal. Like I I knew in my head for a bit what I wanted to do, but I didn't have like okay, what's the next step? So actually, I after I quit that job, um, I spent a month in Morocco teaching English as a volunteer. Wow! And then I got back to Estonia, and then I started uh, volunteering and interning, and I got involved with startups and events, and I'm like okay. This is yeah, this is really cool. And then those turned into the following jobs that I've had. Yeah. So you taught in Morocco. Yes, I did. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, that was definitely an interesting experience. <laughs> so yeah, I spent a month in Rabat, uh, which is actually the capital. Okay. So I was living with locals uh, in a, in wow. an apartment with the locals, and I was teaching English to people who didn't speak a word of English. I don't speak a word of French, so I kind of <laughs> had to explain to them like this. I was doing a lot of drawing on the blackboard, but with a the month they were actually able to have a conversation and all that. Wow. But I think the most interesting part was I was there during Ramadan, so it's their holy month, you know, they don't eat, they don't, eat, they don't drink. So also, for example, we couldn't uh, drink in front of them for the whole day, even though it was like 38 degrees outside, because we had to respect their culture. But it, I, I think it was definitely like a very eye-opening experience. Uh, I had some experience with Muslim culture, culture beforehand, but not completely in being in there for wow. that, that long time. Wow. But definitely, like, uh, if anybody has a chance to go and volunteer somewhere and live in a completely new country, I would recommend it super highly because you are completely out of your comfort zone. And it, it can be scary a bit, but afterwards you will look back and you will definitely appreciate that, like all the lessons you got from there and the whole experience that you got. 
Yeah, I mean, Morocco is definitely a lot different than Estonia. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so what what brought you specifically to Morocco? You just like had an opportunity there? Yeah, yeah I had an opportunity. So there, there was some organization and one of my friends was going and then we had an empty spot and I didn't know what to do. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Morocco then. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, wow. So, you know, you were just like, okay, like, let's just go off and see Morocco. So it seems like you were really destined to be international. I think so, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so, I mean... Did, was there anything that you learned, like being in Morocco and teaching all these people that you've taken to, you know, being a manager of, of a bunch of other people, a program manager? Hmm. Um, I think uh, from there, it, it might have been that the preparation is key. So I think that's what you get when you're teaching somebody something or when you're a teacher that uh, usually for, I don't know, like one hour lecture, one hour class, you, d you need to do at least two hours of preparation to make sure that it runs smoothly and everything makes sense there. And that definitely also applies to EIA, uh, because with, with those last three years, uh, I've definitely learned that the more that you manage to do beforehand, the easier the program is. So like, uh, if, you, if you manage to go through all the details, prepare all the files, pre presentations and all that, you're here and you can also just like walk around and see, like, okay, what others doing? And you don't have to be behind your computer and doing them all the time. Yeah, I mean, it seems like that you, you like to have a good amount of preparation yeah. and then so you can kind of just relax and chill throughout the day. Exactly, exactly. Is there any specific piece of advice that you would tell somebody that like really wants to get into like a higher management role and like what they should do? Um, I think uh, just experience. So it, it takes a while and uh, you... Yeah, you need to learn the whole way through. So right. I think uh, nobody's born as a manager. Uh, there's definitely going to be some bad days, some good days. Uh, you have to be really open-minded and just try to also improve yourself the, uh, throughout the whole thing. And then you become better because I, I definitely have so much more to learn still. <laughs> and uh, I think for people who have been in the EA network, there's so many people with such a, so much experience. So just take advantage of that, uh, talk with them and learn from them and become better through that yourself. Sounds kind of cliche, but it's kind of true. No, I mean, I, I mean, it might sound cliche, but it's definitely very, very true. You know, you have to use your network and work with people around you yeah. and just feed off of everybody else. Exactly, as exactly. As we were talking about. Yeah, so you work with a lot of different type of people. And is there, any, can you point out to me at any specific scenario where you had to make like a really hard decision being a, a manager? <clears throat> there have been a few. So... Um, I, I can't say exact examples, but we've had people, for example, who have had some unethical behavior. Mm -hmm. We've even had like racist behavior. So right. we, have, we have to make the call that uh, we need to send somebody off from the program. It can be a participant, it can be a mentor. Right. Uh, those decisions definitely don't come lightly. Uh, but there's a lot of like how to communicate that, how to communicate that to the participants, to the mentors, to everybody else, to make sure that there is no rumors or no nothing that somebody understood understands in a wrong way. Yeah. So you just kind of had to take everything slow. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, you have to also make the decision. So nobody else is gonna do it for you. Right. Right. It's also about you know really taking charge yeah, and getting exactly. getting right into it. So that's that's gotta be had to have been a really. Yeah. Interesting experience. And there has been more than one, so... <laughs> I, I mean, I can imagine. I mean, you work with so many different people from all around the world. So, do you experience anything super crazy, like when you work with some, when you're working with a team that's out in Qatar, or, you know, the other ones that are out in Italy? Is there any, like, direct differences that you, that you have? 
I, I think the working styles. Uh, styles. Like, uh, again, we come back to the Estonians. Mm -hmm. uh, so like trying to work with Portuguese or Italian people. Uh, although some people in our team that are Italians, they don't feel like Italians. They're more <laughs> like Estonians, so we love that. But still, when it comes to like mentors or like the bigger group or the partners, uh, they do have different working styles. They have different ways of communication, uh, communicating, and also like the deadlines are a bit understood a bit differently. Right. So you just have to learn from there. And I think, for example, what was really interesting when we had the program in Qatar, mm -hmm. we had mostly students from Arab region, uh -huh. and also like how the mentors need to talk with them. That's different because. Uh, the, for them, the mentor is somebody who's higher than they are, uh -huh. so it's authority and like whatever the mentor says is like, that has to be true. Although like we try to teach them that you still have to question whatever the mentor says. Wow. Uh, like you need to question that and think if you need to implement that or not. So I think uh, with the European programs, we don't have that kind of issue because people also like still question whatever the mentors are saying. Of course. Wow. So that's, that's something I, I definitely didn't know. So you had to like kind of implement a little bit of like European ways yeah, exactly. into another culture. Yeah. Wow, that's something that I didn't really, yeah. even really know was a thing. And also talk to the mentors beforehand, like what are the communication styles, so they couldn't go with the same approach that they use here, like yeah. definitely Americans, Europeans, like if you do it in a different culture, you need to approach the people also differently. Right. Wow, I mean, that's, I had no idea that there was anything like that. Have you, did you ever visit Qatar when it was going on? I've been there five times. Wow, wow okay. Yeah. Uh, the first program we were running in Qatar, I was the program manager there, so I was running it. Oh, wow. Okay, so you were like the same thing you're doing here, yeah. but over in Qatar. With a completely different group of students, and the mentors were, I would say, like two thirds were the same or similar than here, right. but one third were also locals. So we still want to keep that mix that we have people, people from different cultures, so it's also interesting for the mentors. Yeah. So what inspired you to be international? Estonia is such a small country, so basically you don't have any other chance. Like Our whole population is 1.3 million. So, 1.3 million. Yes, 1.3 million. Exactly. <laughs> and Estonians are about 1 million out of that. <laughs> so I don't know any young people, at least like one of my friends, like among my friends and so on, who's happy with just being in, Est in Estonia. Mm -hmm. Like all of us love to travel, see the new cultures and also like work internationally because you have so many more different opportunities than, than just being in Estonia. Yeah, I mean Estonia. I do want to visit Estonia because <laughs> I've, I've met a couple, quite a few people that are that are from Estonia, and it seems like a very interesting place to visit. Um, but yeah, so you just you were like, okay, like I'm just gonna take 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 a step and work somewhere else and exactly. just see what it's like. Wow. So where are you living in Estonia still now? I'm living in Estonia, yes, but um, I'm away also from Estonia quite a bit. Right. So I think like one third of the year or even more, I'm not in Estonia. So with either different DA projects or just traveling on my own. Right. Where do you travel on your own? Um, well, in the next month, I'm going to go to France, then Ukraine and then Poland. Wow, those, okay. are the, those are trips coming <laughs> up, but uh, there have been a few. <laughs> of course. Is there any like favorite place that you've had? Mm, let me think. I actually don't have this one single country that uh, like that I would want to go back to. Uh, I did really like US. I really like San Francisco. Oh, okay. But honestly, I couldn't imagine living there. Like I like visiting it, but not going back. And I also really like Vietnam, but I still have more of the Southeast Asia to discover. So I want to go back there a bit more. Two completely yes, different, different different like cultures and scenarios. Yeah, and I also want to go to Nepal, so my plan next year is to go hike in Nepal. So let's see if that happens. <laughs> 
Okay, so if, if do you have, is there one piece of advice that you would give to you know a young woman or even a man out there mm-hmm. that feel that they're in a position that they you know they want to do something they want to take a big step you know what's a piece of advice from you who take taken a big step where it's like okay I'm going to be international I want to do this I think just uh, be open to any kind of opportunities that come your way. Uh, don't say no, look into it first, and if it scares you, then definitely take it. Because that means that it's going to challenge you and you're going to learn so much, and even if uh, maybe it's not that great an experience at that time, you will definitely learn something from it, and in the in the long run, it will be beneficial for you. Yeah, so just take a deep breath and take that step. Exactly. That's a wonderful piece of advice, and I, I think a lot of people will benefit from, from hearing so. that from you who is a very well-respected person in my eyes and a personal mentor to me. But thank you so much thank you. for being on my show. Really appreciate it. If you want anybody to follow you on anything or check you out more, you can shout that out if you yes. feel like. You can find me on Instagram. It's called Kunapas. It's Estonian name, so it might be a bit hard to find. It'll be in the link in the, yeah, in the description. <laughs> or you can also like add me on LinkedIn. So. Of course. Thank you so much. Thank you.